No, I think you've done a great job with that. And one of the things you take serious is customer feedback and customer service, right? Yeah, yeah. So you kind of follow Jeff Bezos' approach with that model. We're trying to build a relationship with you so that when we invent the next thing, we know you, right. you like us, and your experience with that first thing was so good that you're in. Like, holy crap, I just bought this couch because I couldn't fit another one up the staircase. Welcome back to the show, guys. Digital Social Hour. I'm your host, as always, Sean Kelly. Got with me another Sean today. I got Sean Nelson with me today from Lovesack. How's it going? Good, man. Good to be with you. Yeah. One of my favorite brands ever, man. Thank you so much. That's that's really flattering. Yeah. I mean, you got to tell me how you made them so comfortable because I've never seen that. Yeah. Well, you know, I I just made one. I (laughs) I wish I had a better story. I was sitting on my parents' couch and thought it'd be funny to make like biggest beanbag in the world. And uh, got off the couch, drove down to the fabric store, bought some fabric, brought it home, laid it on the floor, you know, looked at a baseball, cut it out, two figure eights, started sewing it up. Mm. Wait, you cut up a baseball? <clears throat> no, no, no. I looked at like the pattern of a baseball. Oh, you know, okay. like, and uh, just started cutting up the fabric. And so, you know, only got like, uh, I don't know, a foot or two into sewing and jammed my mom's sewing machine on like yeah. this heavy, you know, beanbag vinyl. And my uh, girlfriend's mom finished sewing it up. And then it was two or three years of just using it out and about college, mm-hmm. you know, on the, on the, on the ground, everyone's like, where did you get that? Everywhere <laughs> we took it. Wow. And, uh, it was a side hustle in college for a few years. Yeah. Which college were you at? University of Utah. Nice. Yeah. So you've been in Utah for a while. Yeah. I was, I was born and raised in Salt Lake city, Utah. Okay. Uh, currently reside in Southern Utah, St. George. And, uh, but I've lived, I mean, California, Mexico, China, Taiwan. I've been all over the place. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I went to Utah a few years ago. The culture there really was a game changer for me because I oh, never, really? I grew up in Jersey. Hmm. There's no Mormons over there. So I, <laughs> didn't, I didn't even know what it was. So then when I went to Utah and I was the odd man out, I was like, whoa, this is pretty interesting. Yeah. That's but cool. I respect the culture, you know? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's actually, Utah's weird. It, as you've probably observed, you know, interviewing so many people, there's like a real hustle culture out of Utah. You know, there's a yeah. lot of entrepreneurship, a lot of small businesses. I mean, just one after another, after another. And it's, I think there's something to the culture for sure. Yeah, I did notice that. There's some there's some people grinding out there in Salt Lake, mm-hmm. but you're in a different part, right? I am. I mean, I, I came up in Salt Lake, but but now I'm with my family in Southern Utah, St. George. It's actually only about a couple hours from Vegas. It's awesome. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Beautiful. Nice. Yeah, you drove over here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like Red Rocks, you know, low elevation, palm trees. It's totally different. Nice. I mean, you make it sound easy, but I've been on some beanbags where I literally I get back pain from them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, well, you know, first of all, in our first love sex store, we had a poster. Like we had all these crazy posters that we shouldn't have even had. We had like Elvis's image and like, <laughs> uh, you know James Dean. And anyway, we had El- Ed, Bob Marley. We had these different posters. We just like you know uh, superimposed a love sack in there. And the Elvis poster said, "It's it's not a damn beanbag because uh, it's it's not. It's filled with filled with chopped foam. Mm. You know, it's it's a beanbag's filled with those little white beads. Yeah. And they're actually kind of hard." Right. They just move around. But the but the foam was like what was magic. It, and and we had to put like we had to engineer it so the air could get out because mm. they're cause they're kind of like a, a big vol like a big beach ball. Right. When uh you first sit on it, and so you have to engineer it so like the air can get out, but then when it escapes, you just sink into like a pillow. So it's essentially like a giant, you know, pillow bigger than your body. Yeah. And that's what always made us, you know, made us sort of famous, got us started. And now we sell more couches than anything. We invented this really cool couch. Yeah. You know, the rest of your life called Sactionals. And, and I mean, that's 90% of our sales now. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you've pivoted the business majorly to the couch industry then. Oh yeah. Big time. I mean, Love Sack, I mean, at this point, 
you know, we started as a side hustle in college. We, you know, we eventually opened a store in a mall in Salt Lake. Mm -hmm. I came here to Henderson yeah. to open our second store and then off to California to open more moved the factory from Salt Lake to Mexico. Just a, this long story arc. I mean, it's such a, <laughs> such a wild story. I'm actually, it's our 25th anniversary this year. Wow, congrats. Thank you. We're, we're, I'm publishing a book called uh, Let Me Save You 25 Years. <laughs> that, you know, it shouldn't have never taken this long. But, yeah. um, but now, you know, Love Sacks pushing three quarters of a billion in sales. Damn. Um, as a public company on NASDAQ. That's insane. And uh, fastest growing furniture company many many years in a row over the last decade wow yeah so what makes the couch or the sofa you said right yeah it's called sectional so shout out to today's sponsor rocket money guys you ever feel like money's just flying out of your account well this app might be able to help you because there's something called subscriptions that are eating at your bank account every single month and there's apps you don't know about delivery apps streaming services you name it you're probably getting charged a monthly fee by a lot of companies and you don't even know you can see all your subscriptions in one place on the Rocket Money app, and you can cancel all the unwanted subscriptions with one tap. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months and negotiate your bills to be even lower by up to 20%. All you got to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that basically finds and cancels unwanted subscriptions. They help you monitor your spending, and they help you lower your bills. Rocket Money has been a great experience for me personally. They've saved me money, um, hundreds of dollars on bills. They were able to go through all of my credit cards, all of my bank statements, see what I was paying for on a monthly basis. And I found a ton of stuff that I don't even use, honestly. I had an Xbox Game Pass that was being charged monthly. I don't even play games. That one was years old. And they also lowered some of my bills. My phone bill and my Wi-Fi bill were pretty high. They were over 150 bucks a month and they were able to cut down on those prices. So all in all, shout out to Rocket Money, great product. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash DSH. That's rocketmoney.com slash DSH. Link will be in the description below. What makes that different from like just going to Bob's Furniture or something? Oh, yeah. No, this is, uh, first of all, it's a couch you could have the rest of your life. Okay. In, in fact, we just moved house back from San Diego, Utah. It's a long story. And uh, I, I'm packing some of our sectionals pieces in mm -hmm. the move. I've had some of these pieces longer than my children. They're 15, 16 years old. <laughs> some of these, so it's essentially a couch you can add to, grow, change, rearrange, kind of like Legos for couches. Yeah. They're very expensive. Um, they'll last you your whole life. They're really well built. We, we call them designed for life, built to last a lifetime, designed to evolve. Wow. As your life changes, you know, you can move, you can relocate, you can wash them, change them. I've been through eight or nine different cover sets. Dang. Fur covers, stripe covers, patterns, you know, any fabric. And, um, the, you know, these attributes actually have made them the most sustainable mm -hmm. solution to furniture. And so that's really a, a hallmark of what we do as well. So this designed for life approach, making things that are built to last a lifetime, designed to evolve, is really our, our mantra now. And we'll extend it throughout the whole home. And that's how we're, you know, growing toward a billion in sales and, you know, not, not such a, uh, a side hustle anymore. Yeah. That's incredible, yeah. man. Cause I've gone through so many couches. It's not yeah. even funny. Like even when you pay like five, 10 K, like they only last a few years. Oh yeah. No, 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 not these. This will, this will change your life. We'll have, we'll have to get you into one, man. Yeah. How much are they? Yeah. So you're going to pay five, 10, 50. I mean, it's not uncommon for people to put 15, $20,000 setups. Let me tell you why, because you know, our perfect spot is not necessarily like your proper living room. We, we can do that too. Yeah. Beautiful. 
but we're like we're for where you watch tv hang out play video games we now have a surround sound system built in mm -hmm. completely invisible wow it's our patent it's our invention it's called stealth tech it's in the couch mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah we partnered with Harmon carden to develop it but it's actually our invention we took it to them they helped us uh manufacture and it is it'll blow your mind because you have like 4d immersive surround sound mm. inside of your couch you can't see anything yeah it's completely invisible it doesn't you don't see any speaker or anything really and yeah you see nothing wow and that's why it's called you know stealth tech yeah. and it's it, and, and you know it's other it's other technology as well you can set your phone on the arm it'll charge your phone you know it's just invisible but um when you experience this i mean you know you've you've been in a lot of big homes you know f fancy home theaters whatever yeah this is different because it's a little bit like more like watching a movie like in your car because mm -hmm. you're you're inside of it you can feel it you know you're dodging bullets because it's so close like the 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 surround speakers are 12 inches from your skull so it's just a very and it's really tasteful you know it's not necessarily blaring it's really yeah so even even like sports you know you'll hear like the sneakers squeaking on the court you'll hear like the chatter wow. yeah and you'll hear the chatter in the stands behind you really yeah because it's all there in the feed but in most even in most home theaters you don't hear that i never hear that mm -hmm. the fans no i'm telling you it is really weird so <laughs> we're really proud of it it's got us blowing up you know and i mean that's three thousand alone to add the stealth tech yeah so these are expensive couches but you're going to have them your whole life how do you know they'll last someone's whole life if they're only 15 years well, old? well i mean i don't know, we know <laughs> so far mine are 15 16 years old since we invented them okay um, that's already way past the average oh yeah i mean these these are just really well built and yeah. we're really you know and they've evolved a long way actually some of these ones that are older that i was talking about they're they're not even good compared to the stuff we sell today mm. like in, like they still work the same like yeah. you can hook them together and when you put covers on you'd never know like okay. the pieces my pieces that are old they look exactly the same to you until gotcha. i peel the covers off and show you the differences but from a construction standpoint so look you know not to bore you with like couch construction but <laughs> but we really inventing this really forced us to become really passionate about product design mm. about quality because we, we because we wanted to make a couch that could ship in a box mm -hmm. make it internetable make it you know all, all the reasons that you would do this including just like moving or right. relocating you can move this thing in a honda on your own really yeah i, I mean my kids could move this thing like because it's all in pieces right there's only two pieces. That's, that's the cool it. Thing. Yeah, you buy a bunch of seats and a bunch of sides. Wow, that sounds pretty good. Because sometimes setting up a couch is like super hard. Honestly, no, it's. I mean, you know, it's some work because you got to put the covers on each piece and stuff like that. And and you know, we're working toward a, a scenario where we'll even come do that for you. Right. But um, but now it's really cool stuff, and and uh, it's kind of magical. You yeah. Know? So if you ever get a chance to go to a Love Sack showroom. Yeah, I definitely got to try It'll one kinda, out. Yeah, blow your mind. It's very different. Man, so 25 years. So if you were to look at that on a chart and the revenue was there, was it just straight up the whole time or were there some no. peaks and valleys? No, man. I mean, Love Sack, I mean, that's part of the reason for publishing the book this year, Let Me Save You 25 Years, is the story is crazy. I mean, in the early days, we were shredding foam using farm equipment. Like, I got an agricultural loan from the United States government for, really? yeah, to buy a, a tractor and a 1970s hay buster because I couldn't afford, like, some you know half a million dollar german shredding machine yeah this is like me and my buddies right in like some old warehouse trying to make these things and so we got this big order we had to make like twelve thousand units really fast for like a holiday kind of thing mm -hmm. and so i i bought a tractor i got a loan from the government to do that and and it was you know it's, it's that kind of gritty bootstrapping story before i think people were even using the word bootstrap <laughs> you know we were just kids in college trying to survive 
And then that led us to one thing or another. We opened the store. People tried to buy our couch in the corner that was just there to look pretty next to the sacks. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, look, we blew up out of the gate in the store, and we actually started selling franchises even because mm. we just, like, who knew it took off? I mean, we were just hoping people wouldn't laugh at us. Right. And then, you know, we were selling six figures out of the gate, approaching a million in sales our first year. Nice. Came down to Henderson, opened another store, started franchising. And then a couple years into that, raised I have, crazier. I, I, I won a million dollars on TV with Richard Branson. What? Yeah, I won his reality TV show. Wow. Congrats. He just uh, sponsored the podcast, actually. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there you go. So tell him tell him we're buddies. But <laughs> um, but yeah, I won, I won his uh, answer to Trump's apprentice. He did one season. It's called The Rebel Billionaires on Fox, 2005. That's wow. how old I am. <laughs> but uh and that led to venture capital. Venture capital came in. Uh, their first move was like, hey, let's bankrupt this company. Hmm. Let's get out of franchising. Let's buy back all the stores. You know, you're at like 40 stores. We're going to pare it down to just 12 really good ones hmm. and then grow it again. And it was, it was right on the heels of like being Branson's protege, winning a million on TV. Yeah. It was just like embarrassing to take demoralizing. a step back. Oh yeah, man. So I've been through a full chapter 11 reorg wow. there in 2006, rebirthed the company. We probably, at the time of the rear, I don't know, we were doing 20 or 30 million. Then we started over at, you know, 10, 10, t- let's say 10, 10 ish. And then, um, actually it was about seven ish. So we, we 10 X the company from about that start over from 2006 to 16. Mm. We essentially 10 X the company and then we did it again. Wow. And so, you know, now, like I said, last year's was, was like six, 650 million and it's still growing very rapidly. That's um, crazy. Yeah. So, but selling mostly couches now. So, so, I mean, every kind of up and down, the worst kinds of up, ups <laughs> and downs and, and some really great times as well. Good for us. Like it was for you. Right. E-commerce was popping um, during that. Yeah. E-commerce, the, the home category. Yeah. You know, now not so much for home, but, but even through this, this tougher time post home, mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully, Love Sack's been growing really fast. And nice. so, you know, we continue to to beat the market, beat the category, and just comes down to, I think, good product. And, and we've got a great team, yeah. really sharp marketing. Yeah, your yeah. marketing, I definitely want to dive into that. You've worked with some of the biggest influencers and creators. Mm-hmm. What kind of approach do you take on the marketing side? Yeah, I mean, so one of the funny things uh, uh, about marketing at Love Sack, so actually, we, let me step back all the way. We were born at retail in 2001, our first store, mm-hmm. right? And um, we were told malls are dead, malls are dead. Like, what are you doing signing a lease in a mall? This was in 01? Yeah. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like the, all these headlines, like like this is dead, that is dead, e-commerce yeah, yeah. is dead, digital is dead, you know, influence, whatever, all these dead headlines. Mm-hmm. Malls are dead, 2001. That's early. And here we, yeah, man, here we are in, you know, 2023, whatever. And I've got 250 locations, most of them in malls. Wow. And, and crushing. And so, uh, you know, it, you, marketing's constantly evolving, but it's not as always dramatic as people say. I mean, if there's peaks and valleys, and my point being, whether it be the mall game, the, the, sh- the retail game, mm-hmm. and then we pivoted into internet, obviously, through these shrinkable sacks, because we suck all the air out of those sacks. Right. Because we can, because it's not a beanbag. Like the foam shrinks. Yeah. So, so we can ship it at one eighth its original volume. That was the idea. Well, how could we do that for a couch? People kept asking about this couch. How could I shrink the couch down? Mm. That was all we were trying to do. Mm-hmm. But then along the way, we made it washable and changeable and all these other attributes designed for life. Yes, they ship in boxes. That was good for the internet. So then digital marketing t- kicks in. 
And then by 2016, we finally, you know, uh, grew the stones to test into TV, mm. which, you know, who, who, who watches TV anymore? <laughs> Not me. I'll tell you what, man, someone does. Yeah. Because TV is more than half our ad spend. Really? Mm-hmm. And just crushes. What? Now, so our, our, our ROAS in digital now yeah. is insane. It's insanely high. On social media? Uh, yeah, I mean, across all digital. Because, though, you got to blend in TV where you can't measure it the same way as digital. So my right. point is the two working together for us, that's been the unlock. Got it. And then you marry that up, of course, with a, with a physical presence because we sell a remarkable product. Like when you hear about it, you're kind of like, what? And it, but to your point, whether even if you're just talking about a sack, when yeah. you go sit in one. It's game changer. Right. And so, but you have to sit in it. So right. for us, the combination of physical tv believe it or not still to this day mm -hmm. and digital has been the trifecta and, and um look i think uh, the evidence is like a, if you look at us as a retailer we're not a retailer we don't carry inventory we're not really a retailer you don't go oh, there's no a, you can't walk in and buy one no wow you i mean you can but it'll ship to you okay no matter where you buy from us even we even do pop-up shops occasionally in costco we have shop in shops in best buy because we nice. do the stealth tech yeah so that's our that's our shop that's our person it's our point of sale it's our customer it's our record mm. Mm. data you own it we own it all we 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 do zero wholesale oh really we are 100 percent direct even in those channels you right? don't want to ever go wholesale <clears throat> not right now like mm. we're really i mean think about it i got you know full retail margin i'm in full control of the customer they're a friend you know right. we, we are able to reach back out and sell you the next thing and you can add like stealth tech you bought your sectionals eight years ago guess what that was nice of you to give us money then mm -hmm. we just made it better because mm. you can add it to what you already have everything we invent is reverse compatible wow like the stealth tech is reverse compatible with the sectionals you bought eight years ago really yeah that's crazy that's designed for life yeah and so we have a very different point of view. And you, look, it's easy to look at LoveZack and dismiss it like, oh, it's like this beanbag company, this silly name, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think we've got a lot going on. And I guess the evidence was, this is where I was getting around to, is we have, I think, you know, some of the highest sales per square foot of any retailer on the planet. The only retailer, forget furniture, mm -hmm. the only retailers that beat us that I'm aware of is Apple mm. and Tiffany's. It's, you're in good competition there. Right? And, <laughs> and, well, think about it. We sell... You you leave an Apple store, how much did you spend? You're spending at least a thousand. Okay. You leave a love sex store, how much did you spend? They're like well, if you buy five, seven, ten, right, fifteen. Right. The couches, yeah. I got five employees on the staff in total. Mm. Maybe one of them there at that time, and it's and it's smaller than this room we're sitting in. So you keep a lean operation at each lean. each place. No inventory costs. No inventory. So it's a very unique business and we're very proud of it. And uh I think tragically underestimated on, you know, even on the public markets and yeah. that's okay. You know, I mean, we'll just keep doing our thing for another 25. Yeah. I mean, I think everything's down right now because of the recession, right? Oh yeah. Well, and, and I just think, you know, love sack's an easy one to dismiss because we, we, you know, God, it's this beanbag company and like, where do they come from? <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, we're really proud of the business we're building. We're, you know, we've been profitable for a long time. Nice. Uh, you know, and uh still growing at a very rapid pace so that's awesome yeah so did you embrace e-commerce at first or was that a pushback because a lot of retailers kind of don't really take it serious even to this day almost like <sighs> walmart doesn't really no we we, we had lovesack.com cranking in 2002 wow so you were early we were really early and we were trying to figure it out i mean you know it's it's crazy like how scrappy it was and we were and 
how clumsy that whole thing was. But but we didn't even, I don't think, realize what we had at the time. You know, like I said, we were sucking eight, you know, seven-eighths of the volume mm. out of these sacks and shipping them. I mean, that was a cool combination. It worked, obviously. Yeah. But it's like, I don't think we realized how special that was. So think about it. That's like, I don't know, 15 years before all the mattress companies started, you know, doing what they're, they were doing. Right. And we were doing it with sacks. And then we did it with a couch. But it, it really took us a long time to, I mean, we were having early success, but because we took a traditional retail approach in the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. we were essentially like a, like a furniture company. Once we had couches, we started doing rugs and lamps and bowls and baskets and decorative accessories. And, yeah, you know, yeah. that's what you do. And it was actually in 2015 when we got rid of all that stuff. We saw what was going on with direct consumer, Warby Parker, mm. even Casper, you know, Tesla, even with their showrooms. So we said, like, you know, why are, why are we trying to, you know, out Pottery Barn, Pottery Barn? We'll <laughs> yeah. never get there. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's get rid of all that stuff. Let's focus on our really cool, you know, internetable products. And let's go heavy digital and let's figure out this TV thing. Mm. And wow. I'm still blown away by this TV thing. Isn't that wild? Because I always, I always see this stuff on social media like Super Bowl ads or 10 mil. And it's like people actually make money off that, you think? Look, I, <clears throat> for us, it's more of a performance game. Yeah. Like it's, you know, but at the same time, we're actually gravitating. To, listen, the holy grail of if, if you want to make a million bucks, 10 million bucks, 20, you know, 50 million bucks. You can do it by by hawking stuff on the internet, whatever mm-hmm. that stuff is, and I don't I don't disparage it. If you want to be around for twenty five years and you want to build something that you know can grow past a billion or two or t- or ten, right? It ultimately comes down to a brand. Mm. At the end of the day, there's lots of places my wife can buy black yoga pants. Why should Lululemon be able to charge what they charge? Brand. Yeah. In the end, that's the holy grail. Right. Nike. A lot of places buy shoes, man. Yeah. You know, and they, and they essentially, you know, at this point there's so much, it's crazy. Like you walk into Walmart and I don't, you know, I don't mean to pick on Walmart, but you know, Walmart is what Walmart is. Right. And you start, you know, I don't know, walk through their clothing and stuff. And if you really look at it, uh, it's, it's no longer garbage quality. Like, like the supply, the world supply chain, where you're talking about Asia, where you're talking about even South America, where you're talking about, uh, Eastern Europe, mm-hmm. it's all out there. Like the ability to make quality shoes, quality pants, quality jerseys, yeah. quali- you know, it's out there. You know, if you have the ability to market, that's the harder part. Mm. And you've, you've obviously cracked that code. But what's my point? My point is that at this point, even quality to su- at some base level is no longer the separate, the real differentiator. Wow. It's brand. Yeah. And so even for us, like we have patents that, pr- that's why you don't see anything like sectionals. Yeah. Like when you see, when you see what they do on video and when you go into a showroom and play with the blocks, you'll understand. You patented it's, it. Yeah, it's very special. We have like forty patents. It's very special. Got it. And we've defended it very, very aggressively. Okay. That's why there's nothing quite like it. But the truth is, you know, the the the, the patents will eventually run out, and there's always different ways to do things. Yeah. The real defense is to build a brand. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, and the evidence of that is, is in the great brands around us, the great brands you're wearing, the great brand, you know, like that's where the real, like, and that's, that's, an, that's an audacious thing I know for like a company called Love Sack yeah. to say, but that's our goal. You know, we're not here to just talk stuff on the internet. Mm. We really believe we can build a brand that people love. Yeah. And that's our ticker, even on Wall Street. No, I think you've done a great job with that. And one of the things you take serious is customer feedback, customer service, right? Yeah, yeah. So you kind of follow Jeff Bezos' approach with that model. 
Look, just like we we DM'd, I DM with our customers every day. Yeah. About their, I mean, you know, like when's the last time you DM'd with a public company? Oh, wait, not you. But, uh, you know, from the CEO of a company that, that you bought something from. And I, I'm yeah. proud of that because that, and my point is not me. My point is the attitude in our company is that way. Right. From, from me to the showroom associates to our, you know, uh, customer love team. Like, we're just there because ultimately that's our goal. Like, we're not just trying to sell you something. Mm-hmm. We're trying to build a relationship with you so that when we invent the next thing, we know you. Right. You like us. And your experience with that first thing was so good that you're in mm-hmm. like, holy crap. I just bought this couch cause I couldn't fit another one up my staircase mm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Whatever reason you bought, you know, I, 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 I've got dogs that chew. I wanted to have something dog proof, kid proof. My kids spill it's hmm. washable. That's cool. We'll sell it to you for that reason. But, but really what you bought was a truly sustained hyphenable couch mm. to be with you the rest of your life. And frankly, after life happens to you for four or five years and your kids, mess it up and your dog chews one corner of it and all you had to do was turn it around and hide it or change the cover and it's brand new again whatever now you start to realize oh that's what i bought mm-hmm. and then we invent stealth tech you can add it to what you already have and you feel a little smarter mm-hmm. that's the relationship i want with our customers i love that i'm so impressed with your motivation after 25 years uh, at the same company you still seem to have that fire in you man. oh man you know what's funny is i've i've been through those moments you know i mean i've been through those moments like hey I mean, because the, the way for me to become a bazillionaire is to sell my stock, move on to the next thing, mm-hmm. own, you know, build a company that I own 100% of. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. We're already a public company. We've been through VC, private equity, all that kind right. of stuff. <clears throat> and I, I've thought about that, but I love what we've become. You know, I began, like I told you, man, I wish I had a better story. I just made a beanbag to be funny. Yeah. It wasn't even a beanbag, but people loved it. And then we just kind of hung on, we survived, we hustled, mm-hmm. ups and downs, the worst kinds of ups and downs. And then, uh, you know, somewhere on this end of it, we've become this super sustainable solution that's, that's not just, like, let me give you a funny example. We recycle already more plastic bottles than any company I'm aware of wow. into, into fabric. Why? Because couches are huge and I sell a lot of them. Right. You know, bigger than shoes, bigger than hoodies, t-shirts, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Like we're, you know, we're going on hundreds of millions of plastic bottles recycled into our fabric. We barely talk about it Dang. because our path to sustainability is not that it's making stuff that actually sustains. Mm-hmm. Who's talking about that? Like nobody. And so, you know, not, and not just cause it was built well, mm-hmm. but because it was built to last a lifetime and designed to evolve with you as your life changes, which means you have to design it with some attributes that will allow it to be reverse compatible with things in the future. And we got lucky mm-hmm. on a few of its attributes that I won't bother explaining to you, but like, as you see us design other products in the future, they will, that's our brief, mm. you know? So, so whatever we do next, it will follow that mantra. It's harder yeah. to design things that way. Costs a lot, takes a long time, patents, all that. But I, but Anyway, I think I think that's that's our that's what we will become, and that's what we'll be known for. And and so my point is, that's why I'm still here. <laughs> like I'm actually think what we're doing is pretty cool, and I'm proud of it. And and now I'm like, man, you know what? I'll just do it for another 25. Let's go. Wow. Let's go. Like let's let's build something that's here in 20 in 50. Legacy. Why not? Yeah. You know, I didn't mean for that to happen. Mm-hmm. 
And I certainly never thought it would when I was just selling beanbags out of a mall yeah. or even couches. Uh, but now I, I'm certain we can do that. Wow. Mm. So what keeps you going? I mean, is this company the main thing of your life? How's it's this, everything. It's everything. I mean, for my business life, I mean, the truth is, you know, in, in my book, let me save you 25 years coming out later this year. I have these 25 little chapters. It's only like, you can read the whole thing in 60 minutes. It's a short oh, book. Like yeah. It's a long story, but a sh I've tried to compress it really short. It's got a hundred pictures in it. It's, mm -hmm. it's like a coffee table. It's pretty cool. I think it'll be a neat book. But um, one of my little 25 chapters, so it's, it's like a bit of story and then the thing I learned, like, mm -hmm. you know, the bit about the bankruptcy, what I learned from that, the bit about the, you know, all that. And I have this uh, story, this one chapter where I share these shaunisms. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the thing I learned in this one was, uh, and it's, in fact, it's engraved on this ring I'm wearing, everything else is dust. So you ask me, you know, is this everything for you? The truth is... Uh, you know, my family is everything. My, I got, I've got four kids. They're amazing. Mm. We're really tight. I've got, a, I've got an awesome wife. She's amazing. She's here with me now to celebrate our 20th anniversary. I'm not Congrats. making this up. Like, like this weekend. Wow. Yeah, so it's fun to be in Vegas. But, um, you know, that's, that's the main thing. So I think like that keeps me going. That keeps me grounded. That mm. gives me so much satisfaction. You know, it's like I like to surf. I like to dirt bike. There's nothing that compares with like watching your kids figure out how to surf and mm. how to dirt bike. That's like, that makes, that makes it just seem silly. Yeah. Like doing it yourself. Like, oh, I'm going to go really fast. I'm going to ski really good. <laughs> when you watch your kids do it, man. Like, mm. So my point is just, uh, that keeps me going. But then the challenge of building something, like forget the money I'll make or whatever, you know, like the challenge of building something that's, that's good you know, that's beautiful, that, that people like, that building all these relationships, even, you know, whether it's, whether it's you, whether it's my employees, whether it's our customers, mm -hmm. um, our, our, our suppliers, you know, yeah. overseas even. I know some of our sewers in China. Wow. By, by, no, I'm serious. By name, I speak Mandarin. I lived a whole other story. I lived over there a few years of my life. Yeah. And um, they've been sewing for us for 13, 14 years. Dang. And they have a career here. And it's, awesome. and it's sent their kids to college. I'm, I'm proud of that. Yeah. It's all part of this hashtag love sack family. So I know this is not your typical interview. You know, I, I know that there's <laughs> a lot of hustlers that are in it. Then they, then they, you know, they exit and then they do this, but that's our story. No, I'm fascinated, man. I really am. It's been great to get into your mindset a little bit. Is there anything you want to close off with? Uh, you know, uh, keep an eye out. Let me save you 25 years. It's going to be a fun book. It's a podcast to go with it. Okay. And, uh, you know, we might have to, we might have to get you on there. Oh, I'm down. Uh, talk about one of these. It's a different take. Talk about one of these ideas, but, um, you know, you can, you can find me, Sean of Lovesack. I'm everywhere. YouTube, the company obviously Lovesack and, uh, you know, just really grateful to hang out with you. Yeah. Learn from you. Thanks for coming on, man. Go get yourself a sectional guys. If you're watching this, I'll see you guys next time.